Welcome to Connect FBC, our weekly podcast keeping you in the know. Let's join our hosts now to find out what's happening with FBC. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am your host today, Heath Casey, and I have back in the studio Josh and Scott. Hey, guys. Hello. Hi. Famously taking on the leadership of Trunk or Treat because Shay said no. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's correct. You did that just for her. You're like, hey, listen to this. I know. I I schemed it all last night. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have you guys back in because we are on our final push. It is coming up. This is our largest outreach event on campus. And we have plenty of opportunities for people to serve and have an impact, right? Yeah, that's that's exciting. Yeah, so one of the biggest ones is helping Alex with parking. He needs a lot of people to help with that, and he doesn't have a whole lot right now. We're going to have thousands of cars driving through here, and we have opportunities, right, Mm -hmm. for for parking. That's right. Yeah. What else? Yeah, and that's an easy thing to do, too. Yeah. I mean, you can get really active with it, too, like, you know, do the finger waves and the points. You can't see this on the podcast, but I definitely he did, did like it. a definitely little did. move there. Did you get a whistle and a lightsaber? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't have those available, but you can bring them yourself. Had, you can dress up like a Jedi and they, do that. Yeah, I had a big old glow stick last year. So yeah. you, could, you could dress up like a like a cop in a in a suit <laughs> doing parking mm-hmm. yeah. in New York. Yeah, yeah. that'd be good. Um, we've also got opportunities with greeting guests, so especially with the prayer tent. The prayer tent is where it's going to be towards the end of the line, and so people will hear the gospel as they're on their way in, and then they have the opportunity on the way out to talk to people about that if they are so inclined, and and maybe not even about the gospel, but if, if they need prayer for something, yep. they can come up and say, hey, I, I really need prayer for this, and, and you can have the opportunity to pray for people and love on the community in that way. Excellent. So parking, prayer tent. Yeah, another one is uh, the we're we're going on hay rides, several hay rides. Oh, that's right. And I think four this time. And one of the neat things is you can be a person who sits in the hay ride. Oh, yeah, and just, just chills. Yeah, get, like, yeah. <laughs> just make sure no one falls off. One long hay ride for yeah. the night. Yeah, yep. you might wear something warm. And, uh, yeah, just hang out and you're, you're there to just, you know, make sure everyone's having a good time on the hayride. Nobody's getting crazy and jumping off, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. You could dress up like a farmer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the costume idea guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. The farmer would be good for the hayride. You could be a scarecrow yeah. and be oh, super still and, and they don't know if you're nailed real it. or not. <laughs> Somebody has to do that. That would be great. I think Dave Hembree would be perfect for that. Oh, he would be. Yeah. <laughs> he would be. Parking. Hey rides. What was the the greeting? Uh, the greeting, greeting the, and sure. the prayer. Yep. You guys, how's the skit coming along? It's it, coming along. It's coming <laughs> along. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It, it, we're excited. We almost have the script done, and there it's it's somewhat elaborate for the amount of time that okay. that they get to see it, and so it's it's going to be exciting. We've got a lot of people helping, a lot of young adults and youth who are acting out. Oh, good. Acting out, that sounds like they're in trouble. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they're showing off their awesome acting yes. skills. That's yes, right. exactly. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be really cool to see. Oh, yeah. excellent. Well, guys, I'm getting excited. It's going to be a great night. We know we always have a lot of people come on our campus. I'd ask everybody to start praying mm-hmm. and for the opportunities to share the gospel. Yeah. yeah. All right. See you next week. See ya. Right. See you. Now it's time for the weekly chat. 
All right, welcome to the weekly chat. I am your host today, Heath Casey, and today I have a very special guest, Dave Jewett. Dave is a ministry leader of your one degree, but for me, he's been a dear friend and a coach and a mentor and just somebody I thoroughly enjoy being around. And now he's coached, that's the terminology you would use, coached my father, which just is so dear to me and and several of my friends. But so thankful that you would come in and, and chat with me today, Dave. Welcome. Well, it's just great to be here. <laughs> and I really enjoy being around you, too. So. <laughs> Thank you. Can we hug? We, sure. <laughs> this is not a visual medium, which is good for me. <laughs> yeah. I wanted you to talk a little bit about your one degree. It's a program that, if that's the right terminology, that I've gone through. And really why I brought you into today is to talk about something specific that's come out of that that's a tool that I think will be very helpful for those listening in, but tell us about your one degree. Yeah, it's really a process to help people really better discern and become much more alert to how has God been preparing them? Mm. You know, when when we hear the people ask the question, what's my purpose? Oh, yeah. uh, what, what's my calling? And it's become obvious to me that to, to get a really solid answer for that, you need to pay closer attention to, well, how has God been preparing you? Yeah. What has he been doing? So we look at these six different aspects of a person's life, their abilities, the abilities that energize their heart, especially. Then we look at their story. What's their story about? Do they know what God has been trying to do in their story and and even the messages and lessons that come out of their story? Then what are they, what are they, what are some of the, what are some of the acquired skills they've gained along the way? And and what do they love to know? Mm. Well, I see all that as purposeful. I don't see that as just happenstance. Yeah. Not an accident. And then uh, the eye of design is what do you care about, basically, mm-hmm. the interests and passions. It's very important that we start to recognize oh, we might have interests, we might have concerns, we won't have burdens, but what are we really passionate about? Yep. And the bottom line is I don't think people, besides the Lord and their family, they we don't have much capacity to have more than one passion. <laughs> passions are what you take action on. Yes. So we want to help them figure that out. Uh, and also to find a freedom to to not feel like they've got to be passionate about what other people are passionate about. Yeah. What is God doing in their life? That's right. And then uh, their spiritual gifts is a, is the fifth thing we do. What are their spiritual gifts? And then what are what really are the ways that God is demonstrating He uses those gifts? In what context? With who? What topics? You know, are there particular kinds of people needing certain things that God uses it especially with? Then lastly, is the the end of na- design is uh, their nature, their key capa- uh, key personality traits, yeah. and their capacities. So we get a composite look at somebody, and then our job as coaches is we coach people to get good descriptors for who they are, and, mm-hmm. and to find real confidence in those descriptors. And then, how do we get from point A to point B? Which is point A is where they are. Point B is much better stewardship of who God's made them to be. And that's a process, and um, that's probably the most rewarding part of all this. Yeah. So so as a coach, this is something you do one-on-one with an individual as you help them walk through this. I've, yeah. I've done this. So. Yeah, we do. We do. We've done workshops. We've done small groups. But we especially, we feel like the one-on-one coaching is probably the most effective because you get, you just get, you get distance with a person. Yeah. You know. You get to know them, you can, and that they can share more freely, and you can really be a good sounding board for them. So, well, it's been phenomenal for me 
in, in my life to walk through that and think through that. And, and it gave me a framework, and this is something you've been coaching me on for years now, but we, Eric and I talked about this in a prior episode, just about how families and individuals are so strung out because there's so many good things they can go do. Not even just bad things, but they're overcommitted and spread thin. And it gave me a framework to say no <laughs> to some things. Gave mm. me a focus that I'm still, uh, you're still coaching me on and tapping <laughs> me on the shoulder and reminding me. But that it was so helpful and hit me, it just came along in the right time in my life. And I'm very, very thankful for the way the Lord ministered through, well, through that. When Barna came out with the statement that 20% of pastors finish well. I know. Well, you've dug into this. It's not, yeah. I mean, it's a, that was shock. That would shock people, but, and, but you know that, that this is that's true. And thirty percent of Christian workers finish well. Uh, and what I mean by finish well is they they approach the end of their life, sixties, seventies, eighties, and they're still they still know what God has given them to do, hmm. and they're doing it with passion wow. until they die. I was fortunate to have a father do that at ninety three. Wow. We like to say Dad went out with his hair on fire, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but. I've realized that not very men, not very many men can say that about their father. Mm. So I'm very passionate about helping people get on a track to finish well. Because I think it's a real loss to the kingdom when someone God's invested 40, 50 years into just kind of plateaus out. Yeah. I mean, a tremendous loss. Tremendous. So, and and they, that loss doesn't happen in a vacuum. It ripples through people's lives. Yeah. 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 So, so finishing well, this is uh, one of the things that have kind of come out of this ministry is what you kind of call these seven steps. And I think the, the longer phrase is seven steps to failure. It's since been modified to kind of have a positive spin on that as well. But this goes back to, I think you said uh, a message from like Charles Stanley, like yes. in 1989 at Dallas Seminary. Yes. And had a huge impact on you and you've taken and modified it. And it is, this tool is been one of the most useful tools in my day-to-day life as a Christian that I've had. And I've shared it with so many friends and family. And I just wanted to have you come on here today and kind of walk through what these seven steps are and what this looks like. Be glad to. Okay. Let me introduce it. By the way, basically one degree is for particular purpose. Yes. This is, this is more for general purpose. This is right. kind of how to live. Yes. Which is the most important part of purpose. That's right. So, you know, and we talk about, I'm oftentimes saying this, talking about this to church staffs or to, to Christian groups, and we'll say, so 24 hours before Jesus died, he's sharing some of the things that are most important to him. Mm-hmm. And most of that's ca- captured John 13 through 17, right? It's a lot of content if you think about a it lot, for one evening. A lot in there. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad he captured it. You right. Know? But in John 15, he talks about the vine and the branches. Mm. And then he says, if you'll abide in me and my words abide in you, you will bear what? Fruit. Yeah. So much fruit. Much fruit. That's right. Yeah. And then, uh, but apart from me, you can do nothing, he says. Mm. So then I say to the church staff, and I'll say to my people I share this with, so here's your choices in terms of kingdom impact. Yeah. Much fruit or nothing. (laughs) And, And I actually try to draw the line between. So there's no middle ground. In terms of kingdom impact, there had has to come as the Holy Spirit works through you. Ah. 
It isn't your man-made effort. Right. It says the Holy Spirit is working through you. If you if it's just you, it's nothing. Right. <laughs> That's right. The... I mean, and, and boy, you just don't want to be wasting your time. You don't want to just be busy. <sighs> oh you know, no. I want to. I want to. I want my life to matter. Yep. And to have an impact, and it, it's only going to matter as the Holy Spirit works through me as I'm abiding in Him. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, then I'll ask the staff. So if perhaps would uh, not really knowing what abiding means and not really knowing if you're abiding at any given time, like I did ask you and you and what I got from you all was kind of uncertainty. Yeah. Well, might those two things be a problem in how you live, but also in how you serve here at the church? Well, you've talked to me about this before, but in a lot of your coaching, and you do a lot of coaching on church staffs across this community, well, your one degree has been translated into many languages and being used all over the world. But when you ask that question, what is abiding, people in full-time ministry can give you a blank stare, like, I should know how to answer that, but I don't know what to say. Well, and they, and they might know uh, kind of some of it, you know. Yeah. And I'm not saying we have the exhaustive answer here. Sure, sure. But here's some things that have kind of helped me figure out, first of all, what does it mean to me? And then uh, what does the scriptures really say? So we've identified a couple of things. And again, like I said, it's not exhaustive, but certainly awareness of his presence. Mm. Now, obviously, I've got other things to do during the day, and I'm not hundred percent aware of his presence, but there's a spirit of it. Yes. And there's a surrender to his will. And, and do I have a spirit of really, oh, Lord, I just want to do what you want me to do today. Mm. And seeking his guidance. Yeah. Seeking his prompting, being, trying to alert, become more and more alert to his prompting all throughout the day, interacting with him, the internal conversation with, with the Lord throughout the day. And, and, and he starts to become very real to us hmm. because he, we, we had this ongoing communication. You know, I do a prayer walk with my friend John. Yeah. You know, and wouldn't it be odd if I wasn't aware of his presence? That would be weird. And, and I wasn't interacting with him. <laughs> you know, and, and the Holy Spirit is a whole lot closer than John is. Yeah. Well, we know. can forget that so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then there's taking thoughts captive from the in the Word. Yeah. So we have all these thoughts that come. Yes. They can be all kinds of thoughts. <laughs> And we need to grab them and, and run them by the scriptures and, and reject, you know, and understand what what's going on. I mean, we understand we're in a battle. Yeah. All right. Uh, the last one I've got down here is praise and thanksgiving. Mm. Now, there, there can be other things. but That's what helps me. And when you think about abiding, all of that together, it's like a lens that we put on. And that's what we're going to filter everything through and see all of our interactions throughout the day through that lens. But it's so easy to forget to put on or have that lens on or it gets broken and it's discarded. And Yeah, we, we call this kind of the circle of abiding. Okay. So in this circle, you're doing some of these things. Mm. Okay. Now, we know that we go, we go in and out of that circle throughout the day. <laughs> we can admit that. Right? And there are some days we don't get in, <laughs> you know, and those aren't good days. <laughs> they are not. You know, they aren't, they aren't kingdom productive days, you That's know. Right. So and what, I've, what I've thought about when I, when I think about it, I, I also I want to say that that circle, I want people to recognize that circle of abiding as their way of developing a love relationship with Jesus. Because mm. Jesus said, if you'll keep my commands, you will abide in my love. Yeah. And and really, it's his love and our, and our love for him that's going to make it all the difference as we go on in life. 
that's such a, a practical, tangible way to talk about it because people do aspire to that, but they don't really know, okay, I'm supposed to have a quiet time, I pray and I study the Bible, but like sometimes that growing and maturity and that intimacy that you're describing seems I'm not sure how to get there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So, you know, it's kind of hard to really love somebody you don't know. <laughs> or, or, you, or you very rarely talk to. You're right. You know? <laughs> so, anyway, so how do we get out of that circle? Well, I think one of the ways we get out of the circle is negative emotions. Hmm. So They, they uh, can redirect us so yeah, fast. Yeah, negative consequences, cir- circumstances, negative emotions. Yeah. So I've asked myself, so what? how do we normally respond to negative emotions? negative circumstances and sometimes it can be we start to blame somebody we start to try to fix it we try to stuff it ignore it you know and then we might we might even pray about it sure but what i've learned is we don't usually do this we don't usually take it one step farther and 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 go to the father when I have a concern, when I have an emotion. And let me like name some of those negative emotions. Worry, you anxiety, know, maybe jealousy, fear, envy. Confusion. And, and, yes. I mean, it's anger. Yep. You know. Well, you know, every time you get cut off in the in traffic, you know, you you have an opportunity, right? <laughs> you, do. you do in Tulsa right now. Yeah. There's a construction zone every yeah. three miles. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so what has happened with me is I've learned that in simple things as well as very more serious things, when I have learned how to go to the Father and ask him, okay, Lord, here's my concerns. I'm at, I'm at this lunch. The person hasn't shown up. I don't know where they are. You know, I can, I can just start to get concerned or angry or frustrated. So what do you want me to trust you for? Hmm. Then, so when you have that alarm bell, if you will, you, you, you have redirected that from trying to maybe go off on your own to repair it, to stop and ask, just ask yeah. that question. Yeah. And man, what, what a, what, that has saved me so much frustration and so many stupid things I could do, you know, and, that, that uh, has been so powerful in my life and I can still forget to do it. But when I have that lens on and when I have I mean these these emotions and these negative things. This, this is a daily yes daily life. life it's thing. life. <laughs> and when they come and I can have that perspective, it is one eighty difference. Mm. Yeah. Regardless of the negative, like it, well, and we're and we're so caught up in self protection. We're so caught mm-hmm. up in in insecurity, in you know. And um, so I, I listen to the Lord. And he usually tells me things like, it's okay. It's going to work out. <laughs> it's okay. Gonna okay. It's going to work out. They're trying the best they can, or they got delayed. And then, But I've got other uses for this time. <laughs> okay. Will you trust me that I can help you use this time in a, in a worthwhile way? It yeah. might be different than what you planned. Yeah. But trust me that I know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Or it can be more serious things like several years ago when I, realized uh, one morning one monday morning that i've missed my deadline for uh, my quarterly tax payment mm. and which you know, i started to panic yep. and then i realized i didn't even have the mo- enough money for the quarterly tax payment oh. so i've got i write down my concerns several concerns in my journal and of course i remember okay i need to take this to the lord while yeah. i'm still 
of sound mind. <laughs> and, and so I say, I just say, Lord, I'm just really concerned about this. Uh, what is it you want me to trust you for? Hmm. And, here's, and here's what's so neat about this. As you do this, uh, you start to become more and more alert to the, the Lord's voice. Mm. It's not audible, but it's to your spirit. And so in this case, he'll, he'll say something like, I'm really glad you're coming to me, Dave. Um, <laughs> I want to remind you that I'm going to continue to provide for you like I always have. Mm. He might be, even in the kidding mood, might say, I haven't noticed you've missed a meal, Tubbs. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he'll say stuff like, do you not trust that I know exactly what you need to do here? I can keep you from making mistakes, from wasting your time. I can prepare the way for you. I can help you. Okay, I'm the solution. Don't you realize that? I knew this was going to happen in eternity past. You're acting surprised. Right. <laughs> Okay. I'm just, I, everything you're saying is just, I know this. I know this, like, why would I forget this? Yeah, I, we do. It's, that's the impact of the fall, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, the last thing, uh, what I heard him say was, you know, I'm the one that tells people to give this ministry, not you. Hmm. It doesn't happen until I tell them to give to this ministry. Yeah. So will you trust me for these things? And, of course, I, I'm going, oh, I am, oh, man, hmm. Okay, so I write down in my journal, I will trust you. Okay. Close my journal, and two hours later, my back office gal emails me and says, Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, but there's this check that's been floating around in the back office for about a week. I thought you knew about it. Well, I didn't. Doesn't come to find out it was for (laughs) $107,000. So I cry. And then here's what the Lord says to me. Dave, how ridiculous do I need to make this? Right. (laughs) This is what I want from you. I want you to come to me. Hmm. It's all about coming to me. I know you can't figure out why I even want to spend time with you. But I do. I don't do this with animals. Yeah. But I do this with you guys. Okay. I know you're knuckleheads. (laughs) <laughs> but I love spending time with you. So keep coming. Okay? Now, I'm not always going to be doing this. Like yeah, I just right, did. sure. Okay. But if you'll keep coming to me, use your negative emotions and cer- hard circumstances to be an alert, come right to me. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just looking, it's just noise. I'm the solution. Yeah. And when you, when you get older, you're going to look back on your life and you're going to realize there was so much noise you got distracted by. So distracted. That you could have just gone right to me and avoided a lot of the problems, but you didn't. So you, you kind of got so wrapped up in the noise when I could have solved it a lot quicker yeah. and a lot better. So right anyway, um, what we love about this diagram that, that you've put together for us is this, this ladder. There's two ladders. There's a downward ladder and an upward ladder. Yeah. And you want you have a question you want to ask me about that or? No, no. I, I, in fact, can you hang around for another episode? And we can just put the seven steps. 
for next week. I'm enjoying this conversation okay. so much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Sure. Okay. We sure can. All right. Well, thank you all for being here this week. Join us next week, and we're going to walk through what these seven steps look like when we don't trust the Lord and what that progression can look like and versus when we do and, and continuing to abide. Thank you, Dave, for being here. Have an abiding week. <laughs> okay. Thank you all. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us this week. At FBC, we're a church family that is engaging the Bible, pursuing Christ-centered relationships, and sharing the good news of Jesus. See you next week.